person who feels pressure to top up other people's water? Well, if you are, then you're in good company. Today we'll be sharing stories from our past, playing some games, and maybe even performing a live sketch or two. Let's take a plate from the kitchen drawer, even though we know there are clean plates in the dishwasher. Grab your knitting needles and a blanket, because it's time for four old friends to sit around and sew a new patch into their quilt of friendship. So join me, Dion, under the covers with Christian. Welcome to Patchwork. Josh. Welcome to Patchwork. And our special guest, Tony Martin. Has everyone got water? (laughs) (laughs) So I can top up anyone at any point. Thank you very much. We are back. First episode of season five. We're five seasons in. It's very, very exciting um, to be back. We've had an excellent break. Um, But uh, yeah, so we have Tony Martin here today. Um, He's one of Australia's best known comedians. Um, As Wikipedia actually says in quotes, instantly recognisable as the tall, skinny guy with glasses. I don't know who's written that. (laughs) It wasn't you, Tony. It it, it does put pressure on me to remain thin. (laughs) And and never get your eyes fixed either. (laughs) It's going to be very sad when someone has to amend that. Um, But yeah, Tony's been writing and performing comedy for TV, radio and the big screen for almost 30 years. Uh, He performs his own stand-up shows as well. Uh, He's a member of The Degeneration, The Late Show, Bar Jars, radio shows, Martin Malloy and Get This... Um, thanks for coming, Tony. Thanks for having me. So, I guess, Tony, we have a little bit of history, right? Because uh, we originally met at the Australian Podcast Awards back yes. in 2018. That's right. And then again in 2019. Um, now, we were both nominated yes. for these the podcasts. Yeah, uh, so we, w- like we'd love an, an on-air apology. <laughs> would would be great. But, um, so, Tony, you won consecutively for Childproof and also um, Sizzletown. And so, I think what I wanted to say is we have some mixed feelings about you being on sure, the show. Sure, absolutely. You know, because ultimately, um, you know, you've beaten us both times, but we also feel like you featuring on the show uh, will give us a really good run at 2020 <laughs> as well. That's, that's a good show. Assuming those awards are happening because yeah i noticed there's nothing on the website i hope they're happening like uh, how will we ever beat you (laughs) well we just have to stage it you know it'll be like remember when george costanza thought of the thing he should have said in the business (laughs) meeting (laughs) and then tried to recreate that business meeting like if there are no podcast awards you're just going to have to stage one (laughs) just so that this can be corrected we couldn't call it the australian podcast awards we'd have to come could we call it the oceana podcast (laughs) awards exactly we'll become part of the asian asian pacific region um i'm curious tony now how did you arrive here today did you did you drive did you i did drive here and whereabouts did you park uh, I'm. See, that's the thing. I wasn't sure. Are we allowed to say we're we're broadcasting? Absolutely. From, of course yeah. we can. We can say the full address if you want to. <laughs> okay, but it is a kind of Truman Show kind <laughs> of suburb, and there's no kind of parking spots. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's so really weird. I went. Oh, are you allowed to just park on the nature strip? And so I drove around till I found one where there was a fence rather than the house. Oh. Because I thought if I park just in front of someone's house, they'll just come out on the balcony and say, why are you parking there? Yeah. But then I found a, like a big wall. I went, they won't know I'm parked there. It's weird because nature strips are so like sacrosanct usually. Like people yeah. when they're mowing the lawn on their nature, yeah. nature strip, at least at my folks' place, they stop oh, right yeah, at my yeah. folks. Just do the rest of it. Like it's going to take you a couple of seconds. There's some weird... A protective feeling I have when I see someone even standing on the nature strip. That's like, right. what are they? What are they doing out there? What, they must be up to something. <laughs> that's my nature strip. And are you? What is the protocol around here? Well, that's the thing. I think for me, it's different because I'm part of the family. Sure. I can I can park in the driveway. 
I don't even have to think about it. But for these two who, yeah. who will come here once a week, yep. do you guys ever have that consideration? Do you, do you worry about where you're parking? I mean, I have your consent here to park in the driveway. <laughs> You've asked permission, that's true. <laughs> but I'm wondering, like, if you go to a friend's place or something, are there any circumstances where you can actually park in their driveway? I think the difference here, which people should know about this house, is it's like a triple driveway. You can fit three cars next to each other. Whereas most most houses are like a single drive, and if you're going in, you're blocking someone in. I think that's the issue. Yeah, but see, I draw a distinction now here between Tony and Josh. So, yeah. Josh, you arriving and parking in the driveway, it's a big assumption because you're saying, you know, uh, I'm prepared to block someone who might be trying to leave. I don't think that's right for you, but for Tony, you're the featured guest. Well, I don't think in your mind, surely it's. When I'm here, nobody's leaving. Well, I just worry that my, I'm going to be wheel clamped when I get back to my car. Yeah, that's my mum. Yeah, that's right. She's ruthless. Although I have to say, she did turn on quite a spread. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the infamous patchwork platter. We um, I think for every guest that we have, we up the game a little bit. And she started introducing baked goods into the mix. <laughs> it's really high cl- for a podcast. Oh yeah, for a podcast, it's big. I mean, because I te- I do the Dum Dum Club, nothing, no pastries. <laughs> yeah, we've heard they're very low on pastries and carbs in particular. <laughs> Carl, I had a beer once at Carl Chandler's house. That- well, can I ask Tony? When with the parking, did you take any consideration for the vehicles that were on the other side of the road? In terms of spacing out, because well, it's no, a narrow street. But th- see, the thing is, it's not one where you've sort of got one foot on the nature strip, one foot in the street. It's fully on the nature strip yeah. here. Oh, wow. You've so mounted. You fully. Yeah. So oh, you, went, you better move your car if you went fully on the nature strip. <laughs> it's already the cops have been called. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, di- I was aware that. And I was thinking, what would Andy Lee do? Because I know he was. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he he had no hesitation in driving into the driveway. Wow. Did he actually drive in the driveway? Oh, so he? much more confident. <laughs> Absolutely. And and the way he didn't even... T- I remember, because and this is something that's going to sound very embarrassing. I was watching through the curtains as he arrived. <laughs> of course. And and um, and he didn't even look back at his car. when Because when I lock my car, I tend to... I'll go for the, the yes. look back, make sure that the, the lights flash. He just kind of pointed the, the key behind him and just... I assume that it's locked. So it is wow. cool, cool guys don't look at locking cars. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and what, did, what was your mum's reaction to having Andy Lee in the house? Oh, I think it's much the same as having you in here. Right. Behind closed doors, she's having a little bit of a freak out. Right. And also prepping the clamp as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I think one of the, the key considerations with, with parking um, outside is... Like, if I'm visiting a friend's house, like you're asking, Dion, mm. I think that I want to park in the driveway to minimize the distance that I need to walk. Mm. Because when I've left my home, I have, again, might sound a bit vain, I have dressed myself <laughs> how I first want to be presented to the sure. host. okay. So my hair's a particular way, my, my shirt might be a particular way. If I get a stiff gust of wind... Dion, <laughs> no. Dion, you try balding. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> a stiff gust of wind, your look's thrown. So your reason... Sorry, just to clarify, your reason for parking in the driveway is your hair. Wow. Because <laughs> what about if you're coming to pick someone up? So say you're picking up a friend, would you pull into the driveway? I've got no issue with doing that. Do you have an issue with doing that, Josh? I don't. It's like I'll <laughs> stay on the nature street, stay in the street, and they'll be out at any moment. Why wouldn't you use the driveway? It's there. It's like a strange bit of road that's leading into a, a house. I guess that- so- <laughs> 
it probably depends which way you're going afterwards. If, yeah. you, if you're carrying on, stay on the street. But if you need to do a U-turn, yeah, pull into the driveway. Mm, interesting. What about you, Tony? Would you drive into someone else's driveway like no, that? Because then I'm going to have to back out and I might back over a child. <laughs> it'd be in the Herald Sun. <laughs> I just park out the front, honk the horn. You go the honk. And, oh. Yeah, I'm happy to go the honk. Interesting. Josh, how do you when you're picking up someone, how do you uh, notify them that you're there? I, I've started doing, because I don't like that moment. I want to be as efficient as possible. Mm. I don't like the waiting. So what I do now is I tell Google to send the text when I'm about oh, a minute away. Cool. So I'm like, oh. okay, Google, send a message to Christian saying I'm out the front. And I pre, pre-play pre that. Tony, what do you think of that? See, that, that is most people I know are sending a text a minute from the house. Really? I don't have a phone, so I'm yeah. still relying so, on the horn. So yeah. if, you're, yeah, well, if you're arriving at the house, Tony, so I, I'm picturing you're driving up, you're pulling into the driveway. In my vintage car. In your vintage car. <laughs> and you don't have your phone. Ooga. Yeah. Ooga. <laughs> exactly. Two squeezes of the horn. <laughs> That's right. Um, how long is it permissible for your lift mm. to take to get to your car? Well, I'm, it's a minute, really. A I minute? don't want to have to get out of my car. No, no, certainly not. And do an angry stride. So, yeah. so after a minute, you're angry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I expect them out there on the nature strip within 45 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I hate a, a pickup when the person's not ready. It's yes. like, no, no, you knew I was coming. You should be, you should be ready to go. And whenever I'm getting picked up, I'm either waiting out the front or I'm like literally everything's ready to go and I can just walk straight out the door. What about, here's one, what if you're listening to a song? To me, oh. the song has to finish. So yeah. if I arrive before the song's finished, I will regularly drive around the block <laughs> till the song is Or if it's an album, the whole album. Because I, I still have CDs in the car and I'm often timing trips around albums. Yeah, Josh, really? are there any yeah. permissible situations yeah. like that where you're you're like, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay that you made me wait. Picking take, someone up. Yeah, picking someone up. Um, maybe, maybe if they're on the phone to someone and they need to finish that call, but then they shouldn't be on the phone because they won't need to get picked up. Yeah. <laughs> so but, cut But they'd, they'd walk outside and do the I'm on the phone gesture to you, so at least there's that interactivity. And I'd wave them over and just get in the car and let's go. And then continuing the call oh, and shocking. sort of telling you to just hang on a second, that's yes. very rude. So I, 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 just, I just want to rewind for a moment. <laughs> Tony, are you saying that before you leave... You're having a look at the distance yes. and the time required I am. and then finding an equivalent <laughs> album that will fit that time. Approximately, I'm, I'm approximately like here. It was about 40 minutes. So I'm going, that's perfect for an album. Yeah. So I had uh, Harry Nilsson's Nilsson Schmilson. <laughs> and part of the reason I had that album is I knew that the last bit of getting here involved me being on the freeway. <laughs> so yeah. you've got to have a good song you've got for to the have freeway. A song. <laughs> yeah. So I thought uh, Jump Into The Fire, which is the song from Goodfellas at the end yeah. when he's on all the cocaine and he's being pursued by helicopters. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, that song, I mean, that is perfect for the freeway. Is that so why I you got here it. with such scruffy hair? <laughs> exactly, because I had to time it. Exactly, yeah. I was making some spaghetti in yeah. the back of the car. Making meatballs. But, uh, yeah, no, so I timed it because I knew that's track nine on the album. Mm. So I knew that I would get to the punt road onto the uh, the freeway <laughs> and then I would have jump into the fire would get me from punt road to the bullion turn off <laughs> and I timed it perfectly. So what happens with unexpected traffic? Like, or, or nature strips. Well, what's the music <laughs> for the nature strips? <laughs> well, but I was, because I've heard that album just recently, I was prepared to skip a track mm. to make sure track nine started just at the <laughs> punt road bit. 
but I timed it perfectly. Do you have really vivid memories of... Because I remember when I used to have a CD player and use CDs, yes. but it, like 10 years ago, <laughs> sure. um, that I used to have like this rotation of CDs. And so I had really clear memories of times in my life of those albums because it was like three or four in rotation. Oh, yeah, And absolutely. you hear a part of it and you go, and I was on this. One of those booklets with all yeah, the yeah, on yeah, the yeah. sleeves. Oh. Yeah, mine was a hamburger. You open it up. Absolutely. It <laughs> mine is from uh, Thanks for Being a Guest on the Panel in <laughs> 1998. Um, but Tony, as well, um, when you're getting in the car and someone else is getting in with you, does that change the CD that you're going to put on? Oh, no, I wouldn't. The, the albums, unless it's the girlfriend and we've agreed that this is the album, yeah. Yeah. it's generally uh, just uh, nothing or podcasts. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know Josh. Josh is, um, Josh is the type of person that really loves to set the mood whenever, whenever in the car. Any- Oh, in the car, control, oh, would you say control freak? Would that be? <laughs> it, yeah, in a way. So no. we were we were listening to quite an emotional speech the other day. Someone was giving a, a really emotional speech about the time right. they've been through in their life and and you know the last year, just being quite nostalgic about it. And everyone was really tuned into this to this speech. And then out of nowhere, I can see out of the corner of my eye, Josh with his phone and he's got control of the, the sound. Knew, no, because I knew it was wrapping up. I oh, yeah. knew that it was wrapping up. up. And then yeah. and then I could just hear the faintest sound of, of some disco. <laughs> and then <laughs> then very slowly Josh started to fade the music up. Almost as if he was applauding the guy off the stage. <laughs> he was really? he'd finished. Be- but but why finished. did you think it was up to you? Do you do the hip hip parades as well? No, like, no. is all that scene setting up to you? You're setting it up like it was mid speech, and it's like the Oscars. I'm like, get him off. Like <laughs> the playoff music it's in your right. car. That's bad when you're in someone's car and they're giving you the playoff <laughs> music and clapping. <laughs> no, but it was like I just wanted. I knew that the drinks and chatting was was commencing. Right. And I was like, let's put some nice music in there to, to bring the mood up <laughs> yeah, and make people not self conscious about talking to each other. But you're yeah. very conscious of that. You're conscious of the lull that will happen after a yeah, moment. Yeah. I wasn't paying. Any attention yeah, to the speech no. at all? No, that's, I'm, that's, I'm impressed. Um, I guess the final question I had yep. um, about people's driveways. Yes. Um, it's mainly about. Um, I don't know whether I'm I'm a good person for doing this or whether this is what everyone does. But if I'm in an Uber or a taxi. Um, and we're approaching the destination, I'm always happy to say, just here's fine, mate, yeah. even if we are yes. 100 metres away. But do you find that you guys are, are very much a, uh, just a little bit further and then on the left pull in? It depends on the weather. If it's pouring, uh, I want door-to-door exactly. service. That's if it's right. pouring, and I'm quite happy to do that. But yeah, I'm happy out- outside because that's the bit because that's the bit where you appear easygoing. <laughs> I want to appear easygoing. So, right. Just anywhere, and he's fine. That's fine. Thank, <laughs> yeah. thank you, mate. You've had a tough care. day. Thank you. I always try and find that red car. Just no, before the red car, <laughs> and then you sound that's insane. What, no, because yeah. yeah, I'm looking for um, identifiers in the environment. To, if there is a gap in the cars, like oh, just in this driver here, or yeah, just behind yeah. the white car, mm. give them. Give them a, a thing Or just through the lights You know that kind of thing So it's about convenience for you You're yeah. happy to make it More convenient for the driver more, Rather more than yourself It's more simplicity as well Like what's the simplest Directive I can give yeah. But my place Normally there's no spots Out the front of it So it's literally just Yeah just anywhere here Is what I, it is I'm so uh, desperate To appear easy going That <laughs> I'll be dropped off A whole block away From my house <laughs> Just to seem kind of Yeah here's fine you know, you know what I hate though When you know And they keep going A bit too far like, yeah, just, just anywhere Anywhere's fine just here. <laughs> And then, and then you give up. Yeah, wherever, <laughs> absolutely wherever. That's I think right. we were, we wanted to do something, Tony. We were, we were kind of tampering with the idea about maybe when we when our guests come in, um, that they give us their Uber rating. Um, is that something right. that you'd be prepared to disclose, well, or at I least arrange? I've never. I don't think I've even been in an Uber. 
There's or, no, or possibly okay. with Judith Lucy, who sort of ubers about. <laughs> but I've I've never been in a position to rate someone, or and I'd feel quite uncomfortable doing that. And I would just feel the pressure to give them five stars. Yeah, but is that what it is? Is it yeah. five stars? Well, you, but you, but you, you don't feel the pressure because you don't five have out to, of ten. You don't have to do it when you're in the car. It's not uh. like rhythmic. Gymnastics, where you're having to actually show the. Because the... <laughs> I would be driving is currently a five. I'd be worried that they know where I live. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm not giving them five, they're going to be back here and egging the house. Yeah. Presumably. Then again, if that's adjustable, you'd be even more worried because then they're coming to your house. And oh, and yeah. you can go back. Can you change? I don't the think you can change though. Can you? Uh, well, if they're coming back to stalk you, I think it's fine to switch it to a one star. <laughs> So we were out for brunch uh, the other day, Tony. I should tell you this story. You weren't yes. with us. <laughs> no. I Unless wasn't. you were there, but just watching. I, there's a clip of it. I yeah. think. <laughs> and we'll play that right now. <laughs> um, we were out for brunch the other morning and we'd kind of sat, we'd had a bit of the meal and I saw that everyone's glasses were at about half full. And I decided that I'd grab the communal water bottle mm. and I'd fill up our glasses. And Dion decided to pull me up and say... Didn't need to be filled up, mate. It was half full. It didn't mm. need to be filled up. There was no point. Just wait a bit. Okay, so this is where I, I still can't wrap my head around this idea. Wouldn't you always rather your glass to be full? So <laughs> I chatted to my girlfriend about this and I was I was like, you know, why was he topping it up? And this is what she said. She said, don't top up until it's completely empty. Oh, completely empty. Right? Completely empty. She said, I'm not going to fill up someone's water until... They're finished drinking it. Um, if they run out, they get more. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hang on. So w- with, when you went to fill up, Christian, what yeah. level was your drink at? My, my drink was also halfway. That's too early for me. I, I'm a third. If you're a third or less, I'll do the top up. Yeah. But only if I finish mine and I'm going for the top up. I'm not looking around and checking what everyone's on. I'm like, if I need to fill up mine, then I go and assess the others. But surely, what? how do you decide who is the captain of the water jug? Mm. Because really, once someone does that, it's their job for the rest of the... I did that's, feel that. That's the true. Meal. And you've set the precedent that you're always going to top up everyone else's that's right. glasses. That's right. Well, I find, because I'm, uh, I often just latch onto it and take it on myself to... Sure. Top yep. up every often just people on other tables <laughs> just going over there. They'll take their orders as well. <laughs> exactly. But then what I find is uh, at first when you do it, people are like, Oh, oh, thanks. Mm. And but then they get very entitled very quickly and it's like, Well, come on. <laughs> Where's the rest I'm yeah. below one third? But they're looking at other people's glasses. Did he get a bit more? <laughs> exactly. It becomes the thing. The thing I don't like is I don't want the glass to always be full. Partly because then I'm like, I've got no idea how much water I've drunk. Yeah, right, that's true. Yes. That's what she was saying. That's what my girlfriend was saying as well. There's also this pressure not to spill it. You, you don't want to. There's heaps of pressure. The other Sorry. thing is, there's, how old are you? No, but if it's <laughs> do you struggle? No, no, no. But this is. But if, sorry, if it's a bottle of wine though, and you're topping up people's wine glasses, different. You're usurping the the waiter and waitress's job. That's that. The pressure is on there for wine. Yeah, for wine, the pressure's on not to spill it. Oh, for, well, wine's a whole different thing, though. Yeah. It is. Well, I find with water, because this happens at the pub, and I'm usually there with people who are like, what are you doing? We're not drinking water. We're not here to drink water. Why have you even got the water? Because oh, yeah. I've gone and got the water bottle, you know, that's on that's, the tray. That's just responsible drinking. Yeah. I would have thought, because then you can do that thing of having one of 
alcohol yeah. one of that's water. changed my life. Josh, doing that it just is... sorts you out for the next day entirely. Exactly. But one of one of my biggest concerns, and I'm sure you would identify with this, Christian, sure. is with the water and the brunch table. As a staff member there, one of the biggest pains in the ass was a table full when you're trying to clear it of half drunk glasses yes. of water. I just want oh. empty glasses so you can stack, 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 stack and walk as, it out. Surely as you're leaving, you're having just one final big gulp no, of what's in your No, there's so many people who leave it. That's why I'm like, let the people finish. Let the people finish their water. <laughs> <laughs> like, let them finish the water before you're topping up. No, no. no. Or, because if it's less than a third left over, I think that's fine and that's easy to take care of and, and clear. But more than that, it's a massive pain. Well, okay. So let's say that, Tony, you have the... Because you said that you like to assume the burden of pouring people's drinks. Yes. Right? Of water. Of yeah. water. <laughs> Who are you responsible to? It, it, like, let's say that you, you're at a table. You've got... It's, it's a long table. Okay, there's a yeah. lot of people there. It's it's no, a it's a wedding just engagement. Just in in reaching vicinity. Right. In reaching, but but how far do you stretch? Uh, do you have to get up? Do you have to stand? I, I would say two people, distance of two beyond two, they're on their own. What are you doing, Christian? You're doing the whole bridal party uh, table, <laughs> I'm assuming. So you're walking around with a like a yeah. towel tra- <laughs> draped over the forearm. Um, I I'd, I'd say it's a similar thing. I'd say that. One person to my left, to my right, in front of me, and my diagonals. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. I, you'd have to check your diagonals, though. <laughs> but I would never take on the responsibility of pouring, like, a bottle of wine, of, of keeping everyone topped up. Absolutely yeah. And not. often do you find, like, at a restaurant, the the wait staff get a bit shitty if you're doing that? It's like, that's our job, to step in and decide. That, that's oh. our only job. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, Tony, will you ever prevent someone from filling up your glass? So they go to do it, and you're like, no, no. Just no, a glass of water. No, that feels a bit aggressive. I, d- mm. I do that sometimes. Right. What's okay. that? <laughs> Blocking? I'm like, no, I don't need any more water. Because like, I've poured the amount I wanted at the start and that's all I need. <laughs> Is that how you say it? I'd love it. That- sorry, sorry. I poured this in the start. That's all I want for today. Yeah, I'm driving. <laughs> that's for water? Yeah, and, but also Josh's hand went over. He, he gestured yeah. to moving over his glass. So they'll start the pour <laughs> over my hand. <laughs> rather the water on the table than in the glass. Yes, I've made my decision. I've made it. <laughs> Very clear. Okay. Is is this one taken? Please have a seat. All right. Sorry, it's a bit cramped in here. We've just had the the room redone. Uh, Can I just top up your holy water (laughs) while I'm here? Thank you. Sorry. Uh, you've just you've just put uh, water in my wine. Though. I know I'm not supposed to reach through the. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why we the put the, the slot in there. Understood. Uh, forgive me, Father. I'm afraid I've sinned. Well, well, tell me about your sins, my son. Uh, I went to a party recently and I had a, a six pack of uh, a cheaper brand of beer. I think it was like a Carlton Draft. Sure. And I went into the bathroom and I put that in the bath with all the other drinks. Well, thank God. And then I, I know, I just, I felt that was the thing to do. And then I went back later to help myself and then I spotted a more expensive brand of beer. Like I think it was a Cronenberg. Is that David Cronenberg has his own beer now? That's right. Very disturbing. (laughs) Very disturbing beers. But I went, I'll have one of those. And then for the rest of the evening, just kept honking onto the Cronenbergs. Did anyone enjoy the the fruits of your labour, the Carlton Draft? I was all mixed into the general beer population. I I lost track of the ones I'd brought. I just kept homing in on the expensive imported (laughs) Dutch ones. Did you see anyone else at the party drinking those Dutch beers? I don't think they were able to because I (laughs) drank them myself. (laughs) 
and after a couple of them, I just didn't care. I was just, I'm going back for more Cronenberg. T- tell me, my son, do you ever approach the altar, uh, offer the wine, and then ask if there's anything a little better backstage? <laughs> <laughs> if you got something, maybe, in a Chardonnay. No, I haven't done that, but I'm now thinking that I will. My son, uh, this is this is one of the worst we've had. This is a real perler. <laughs> really? Okay. What can we do? Uh, your penance is to go uh, sit sit in the hall and recite this mantra: two gin and tonics, two vodkas and a scotch. <laughs> two gin and tonics, two vodkas and a scotch. My son, can you repeat after me? Um, two gin, gin and, and tonics, tonics two, vo- two vodkas and a, and a scotch. scotch, and maybe one of those Cronenbergs yeah. if no one else is having them. <laughs> So I'm going to go and park on the nature strip. Yeah, please go. <laughs> Cheers. Now, guys, you mentioned the the podcast awards. And I just want to ask you what, you know, if you are going to win an award, do you guys prepare mm. a speech? I think for me, I'm I've got the checklist in my head. So I'm I'm thinking who are the important people that need to be thanked. Not necessarily the order oh. or the specifics, but I just want a little running sheet in my brain so I can be like, don't forget that person, don't forget that, don't forget that. Thanks to Tony for not entering this year. <laughs> but uh, my plan was because another podcast that I'm on, Team Effort, was also one of the nominees, mm. and so my plan was whichever one. One, if I had to do a speech, was just to really lay into the other one. <laughs> so why was this even nominated? With the hope that a lot of the people in the audience wouldn't know that I was on that one as well. And just go, wow, he's really taken into the the competition there. <laughs> but being nominated for a comedy podcast, do you do you feel that pressure that you have to get up there and go, I've got to crack a couple of funnies mm, here because people are going to be expecting there it. There is a bit of that, but there was a strange thing going on. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but... They early on played some playoff music. Remember they said, if you go on too long, you're going to hear this music. Yes. And then you never heard it all night. (laughs) And then there was this horrible business where... Uh, there was the you had to make your speech, and then there was a really long walk off. Remember, so people would cross, and there wasn't quite enough uh, applause to cover the walk off. (laughs) So someone go, "Thanks very much," and there'd be applause, and then the applause would die, and then you just hear clomp, 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 clomp as they walked all the way. That's where you need Josh. Just, just slowly introducing the music back That's in. That's what I said. Yeah. But I don't know if you remember what I said. I said, now we've we've not heard the playoff music. I'm not leaving this stage <laughs> until I hear the playoff music, hoping that the music would cover the otherwise awkward, quiet walk off the stage. And it didn't come in. That's that's potentially the only other place aside from the airport where a travelator might actually be <laughs> of assistance. Exactly. So, so you get onto the stage, you enter the travelator, you have as long as it takes for it to take you to the end of the stage. Yeah. Out of interest, do you use the travelator at the airport? <laughs> Sorry, just a bit of a side thing, but I, some people are just like, no, 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 I'm not going to use that. I'm going to walk. It's one, walk. one of the most amazing feelings to walk with sure, long yeah. strides yeah. on the travelator. You feel like you're sprinting. And yeah. do you ever uh, turn around and just do a Michael Jackson moonwalk? <laughs> just well, not anymore, I wouldn't. No, of course not. Be offensive. <laughs> Tasteless. How, uh, how do you feel about thank yous in speeches? Like, are, are you a short thank you person because honestly for me a speech it's it's the the idea is please get up say a few words a few words is thank you and then get off how many speeches have you given christian with this like accepting an award is this is this something you've done before 
To be honest, I can't I'm, imagine. No, 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 not many, not many. <laughs> just in the shower, daydreaming. Yeah. Jeez, it'd be great. I don't, I'd only say thank you. I'd show them. <laughs> well, I have to say, I haven't. These podcast awards are the first time I've been nominated for anything this century. I think because oh. I, I did win some awards in the nineties back yeah. in my heyday, <laughs> and then I think I got nominated for the Barry Award in two thousand, and then nothing oh. for seventeen years. So your speech is ready to go. So <laughs> just, it's full of references to the millennium bug <laughs> things that don't make any sense but what I do remember is um, myself and Mick Malloy did an album called Poop Shoot mm. and we had won uh, the Aria for best comedy album the year before with the Brown album and I think the main reason we called it Poop Shoot was so that people would have to say that <laughs> at the Aria Awards and I think Kate Sobrano had to say Poop oh, Shoot yes, Kate right. Right. It was, that was the intent and then the speech just involved us trying to use the words poop shoot <laughs> as many times on channel 10 as possible but who did you thank did you did you have a limit to your thank yous mm. i think we just thanked like michael gadinsky because if you don't thank <laughs> yeah, him yeah, you yeah. know a red dot appears <laughs> on your forehead and you're taken out immediately most of my speech experience is netball grand finals and winning them <laughs> really? we're on a nine nine in a row streak yeah, at yeah the moment. but that's wow. that seriously if you know josh it's nine this year like and it and it's and it's like it's it's unbelievable how regular your grand finals are but do you find by winning year it does as with the podcast awards, the people start to hate you. I think there's a bit of disdain <laughs> amongst the other team. We've had teams leave our night. We're moving to another venue because we're sick of playing against you guys. Wow. But the, the, the key things that I always do, I'm thanking the organisers, I'm thanking the umpires, yes. I'm thanking the opposition, and I'm thanking my team. They're the big ones. Right, Just, so no one from your own... Like, no, no, thank my own team at the end. But really? no one from your life, you know? Yeah. Uh, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Not so for the netball game final. In, in, my, in my head, it was always your pets... What? Your, your pets, your partner, and your parents. So the, the three, three P's. P's. <laughs> the three P's of public speaking. Wow. Speaking. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember that the only distinct memory I have of ever doing um, a speech was when I, I was drama captain at school. And we very rarely were allowed to front in front of the school. They wanted to keep the drama kids well away from the rest of the school. And so I went and, and I had to speak about what was coming up for the rest of the year in drama, which I'm sure a lot of the, the, the oh students at the school would have loved hearing. Um, and I got up there and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, you know, I felt that expectation. I'm going to start big, have a gag. Um, so I got up there and I said, um, I'd like to start this speech on, on a high note. And I pulled out a harmonica and just <laughs> oh. played quite a high note. Great. Right? How did that go? Oh, it, it went, it was a triumph, honestly. <laughs> oh, oh, you're oh, kidding me. Well, ruptures, ruptures of applause. But then very quickly I realised everyone kind of, because it's an assembly, everyone was like, all right, here we go. Let's oh. lock in for this. Oh, the rest no of the baller. speech was literally me listing the shows and their oh. venues. And everyone was waiting for a bit more. And I was like, do the harmonica and, again. And, yeah. And I then I had to describe a show. Freedom of the City. I'm not sure if you are aware of it, I know. but it's about the bloody Sunday, um, oh. the atrocities. So I just, I think they were waiting for a gag in that as well. I'm like, it's not coming. <laughs> what you should have done is redone the high note yeah. joke. <laughs> really sadly. Anyway, just want to end the speech on a high note and then just, <laughs> just silence. Christian, was the harmonica on a brace? 
No, no, no. Because I just wonder if it's sort of interfering oh. with your speech pattern as well. It's and did you have symbols between your knees? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, the harmonica and the brace would have really um, interfered with my entire head unit of braces. Is the, is the harmonica brace, is that around the head, around the neck? Or, Tony, have you got any experience with the harmonica brace? I've never had the confidence to wear a harmonica brace. <laughs> I was in a play once where I had to, I had to learn to play the harmonica really? in three right. weeks because of a play I was in. Wow. And I, but I didn't have the confidence to put on the the Bob Dylan brace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you front up Damien Cowell's band. Well, um, I don't play any <laughs> instruments. But that's what I was going to say. Do you feel that the pressure that you need to, as a front man, occasionally have to pull out a maybe a a harmonica or a tambourine. What happens is we'll be at the rehearsals and this is a band that has seven musicians and me in it and yeah. I'm just doing <laughs> vocals and stupid dancing and occasionally Emily, who's one of the singers in the band, will just hand me a tambourine. <laughs> it's like a just like a yeah. child. Just and there's like, no symbols in it. It's just the wooden <laughs> bit. <laughs> so I feel like I'm one of the gang. Yeah. It's very sad. What do you tap it against? I just usually throw it aside because I model myself <laughs> on. Uh, I don't know if you would be old enough to remember Bez from Bez, the Happy yes, Mondays. Yes, absolutely, Who we saw him live. Yeah. Who basically just leapt around and, and apparently was the drug dealer for the yes. band. <laughs> so that is how I see my role, although with no drugs, obviously. Because well, it's, <laughs> it, it's quite easy. I feel like you can have a whole orchestra, but if you got if you got the uh, tambourine in your hand. You can fuck up everything with that. You can fuck up the whole beat with it. Like you can destroy the whole. You can destroy the whole complex. Why does the tambourine go to often the least experienced musician? You're setting the beat. Yeah, it's true. I feel just give him the egg shaker and move on. It is the least offensive thing. It's like here's a here's a little tiny egg shaker that no one can hear. There you go. Get him away from a microphone. Josh, what do you get when you win your nine grand finals in January of Is there a shelf at your house with nine identical? They're, they're in a box. Yeah, right. surely it's box. not a shelf. It's like, it must be a room. No, but it's it's medals as well. Oh. So there is a, a nail on the wall that has about 15 medals hanging off it. Because a lot of the other team members don't want it. They're like, I've got enough. You can keep it, Josh. Wow. Why do you keep them? <laughs> It's an achievement. I, there, we probably, I don't know what the day is. There will be a day when I turf them all. But at the moment... That's right. That's a single day. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going for 10? Is that the... I think once we hit the 10, we might dissolve the team and just go, hey, guys, we, we, we're not on top. Everyone into this bathtub of acid. <laughs> <laughs> we're dissolving the team. Now, some of you long-time listeners may remember the old 50 Noir serial that we had on called Mr. Minute. It was a series of cassette tapes that we played um, where Mr. Minute was solving a crime one minute at a time. It was very divisive. Um, <laughs> I've heard it. it's hugely popular. I agree. I, I hear agree. that it's getting its own spin-off <laughs> podcast. I am blocking it at all costs. <laughs> anyway, so the end of Mr. Minute finished up. He got some uh, concrete shoes put on him and he fell over the edge and drowned. And it was a very sad moment. Um, but we were actually in one of Christian's storage units again last week and oh. we found some more cassettes. Oh, really? But this time it said Mr. Minute, but it said 1970s on it. So mm. it seems like there's been a 70s revival of Mr. Minute. So you want to pop that first cassette in? Mr. Minute, solving a crime one minute at a time. I was at the baseball, watching my favorite team's playoff. The Capital City Hitters versus the New York Pitchers. <laughs> and I was really enjoying the game, having some popcorn, watching the game. Life was good. 
Hey, hey, you, you don't happen to be Mr. Minute, do you? Yeah, kid, I am. What's it to you? I think something's happened. What's happened, kid? I, 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 think, I think that's been a, a murder. A murder? Here at the baseball? Yeah. I'll take the case! Okay, I got a dead body here. Looks, uh, looks to be dead and cold. Okay, uh, anyone got any leads for me? Yo, yo, Mr. Minute, yo, Mr. Minute. My name is, uh, Iris. I'm the eyewitness. <laughs> uh, okay, what did you see, Iris? I'm, I'm declaring myself the eyewitness okay. here. Um, I spy with my little eye that it was the hot dog vendor. Yeah, I saw him. The hot dog vendor? I, I saw him. Oh, there he is over there. Hey, what do you want? I, uh, he, you, you know anything about this dead body? No way, I'm just here vending. Vending hot dogs, that's all I do. Okay, and how much is a hot dog? Uh, a hundred dollars. Oh my, a hundred clams. <laughs> Goddamn clams. That's enough to kill anybody, Mr. <laughs> Minute, I told you. Don't link me to any kind of mortis. I'm just sitting there vending away and listening to the Watergate hearings on my radio, <laughs> being the 70s and all. Well, I got an eyewitness here that says you had something to do with this dead body. That's no eyewitness, he's called Iris. Who's called Iris? What kind of... Fuckactor is called Iris. Hey, Mr. Minute, that's your man. That's, that's man. him. Hey, you get back here. I'm coming to get you. Look over there. It's the village people. I'm out of here. Hey, you get back. <laughs> Look out, all you people in flared pants. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm running too, not because I'm in the chase. I just got to get somewhere real fast. Get me out of this disco inferno. <laughs> Look out. There's a big baby pram over there. Don't knock over the pram. What's that baby doing there? Quick, smoking a cigar! <laughs> I think he's heading for the turnstiles! Oh, those turnstiles! I gotta get past him! I gotta get vending some hot dogs! Oh, wait! I, I can't believe it! He took the whole stand over those turnstiles! Oh no, look out! It's slippery when wet! It's very hard to sell hot dogs while you're in the middle of a chase! Okay, uh, come here! I got you! I got you then! Careful with the merchandise! Okay, now I got you! You did it, didn't you? Spill I, the beans! I'm not gonna spill any beans! I don't sell beans. I think you gotta talk to that Iris guy. Whoa, stop bending my elbow behind my back. Hey, we got enough DNA on those hot dogs that are shoved down his throat, so I'm taking you away. I'm not guilty. I'm gonna get Johnny Cochran to defend me. I declare hot dog vendor guilty. Hey, there hasn't even been a jury involved. I'm already strapped into an electric chair. These hot dogs are gonna be so well done. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe, hang on, we didn't even have the trial. <laughs> really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Really, really good. You know what's really, really good? Do you know what's really good? Reading a message but leaving it unseen. <laughs> really good. Really good. Really good. Do you know what's really good? When you take an open packet of biscuits you've forgotten about from the pantry and they're not stale. Oh, really, really, good. really good. Really good. You know what's really good? A perfectly executed sock on tile slide. <laughs> wow. Really, really good. good. Really, good. Really, good. really good. You know what's really good is about 11.30 at night, driving the full length of Punt Road, 
green lights all the way. Oh. All the way. Not really, really, good. Really, good. Good. really, really, really good. good. really, really good. Thank you very much for listening to Welcome to Patchwork for another week. Um, as I mentioned at the start, we have a very special announcement. We are doing two live shows at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival on the 4th and the 18th of April. It'll be an afternoon session, Saturday afternoons. Tickets are available now. Um, so go to the Comedy Festival website, search for Welcome to Patchwork, and you'll be able to book tickets. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll have guests, and we hope you will love it. And Game Boys are back for Comedy Festival again. Uh, we sold out the show last year at Comedy Fest. It's back on again. We're doing two massive shows, bigger venue. We're really upsizing the show. We've got some new surprises, some really cool new fun stuff to do. Um, and we're doing two nights only. It's March 28 and April 4. Um, the April 4 show is actually after the Welcome to Patchwork podcast in the afternoon. Oh, so you man. can make it a double. Go to Patchwork in the Arvo, Game Boys in the evening. It's going to be great fun. That's a lot of Josh. If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Welcome to Patchwork. We're also on social media. A lot of podcasts are. We're one of them. Um, so go to uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Tony, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. And hopefully see you at the awards. Yeah. You got, are you doing anything at the moment, Tony, that listeners should know about? Uh, well, Sizzletown is uh, in hiatus at the moment, but uh, the 40 episodes are up there to be uh, enjoyed or endured. The 2019 Best Comedy Winning Podcast, yeah. Sizzletown. It's going off, though. It's Patchwork's year. Pretty <laughs> tready. As we do every week, we sew a new patch into our quilt of friendship. Josh, what patch did you sew into our quilt this week? Thank you, Dion. My patch this week is me celebrating my latest netball victory by pouring a Cronenberg directly over my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, what patch did you sew this week? This week, I sewed into my patch, Iris the Eyewitness, saying no to a top-up of hot dogs. <laughs> Dion, what did you sew into your patch this week? My patch this week is Tony accepting the 2020 Australian Podcast Award for Best Comedy with a harmonica in his mouth and a tambourine made from Josh's netball medals. <laughs> And Tony, what did you sew into your patch this week? Uh, my patch uh, is actually of you, Josh, standing in front of your nine trophies, filling everyone's glass of water, while everyone goes, I don't want any water. I've got this Cronenberg I stole from the bathroom. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Welcome to Patchwork for another week. I've been Dion. I've been Josh. I've been Christian. And I've been Tony Martin from a not-as-good podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Oh, bye. <laughs> I forgot how talking works. Um, do you want to be the judge? Yeah. Mr. Minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, do, I'll be the judge. Ready? Um, 